go. Here we go. Let's go is back on the air. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Tommy, how are you? Doing great, Jim. Good to see you again and, and uh, glad to have all our listeners back. I'm sure they had a great dose of football from the weekend as I, as I did and we have. And it's been pretty exciting to football these days. Some great games, good matchups and takes so little in the playoffs. The margin of error is so slim and fun to watch. F- fun to watch these guys perform at a high level when the pressure when the pressure mounts and everything's at stake and you really could see who rises to the occasion. So impressed by a lot of the performances by a lot of the guys and more impressed by your performance out in, in the desert with golf. I mean, that was that was pretty solid. How was that? That was unbelievable. Playing in the American Express Tournament uh, three days as uh, as an amateur uh, and a practice round before that. So I uh, had a lot of golf and uh, did well. Uh, Tommy, Tommy had a 59 on my scorecard on uh, the final day for the amateur on, on Saturday with uh, JT Poston. And uh, he shot a 64, <laughs> rattled off six straight birdies. So that helped quite a bit. But you'll what's never it, see a 59 on my card again. What's it What's it feel like when you're a pro rattles off six birdies? What do you do? Is it like a pitcher who's throwing a no-hitter? You just get out of the way and you're like, all right, you're cool. I started thinking about them. Like you don't want to fist bump or anything. You don't want to touch this guy and, and have anything uh, interfere. But he was just so normal about it and so at ease and was just gliding through this. It, it felt like a shock when he didn't make a birdie. And so uh, no bogeys on his scorecard. Uh, the guy was just uh, unbelievable uh, all day. And I played well uh, for me. So so that was fun. And uh, the whole tournament, Steve Squarry and everybody at American Express, hats off. Then, of course, Nick Dunlap becomes the first, the first amateur insane. since 1991 to win a tournament on the PGA Tour. So great. Love to see that. And that's like, I mean, anything, anytime something has, hasn't happened in 30-plus years, that's an extraordinary achievement. So when I saw it last night, that should get every every bit of attention that anything in the sporting world is happening because it's such a phenomenal thing that happened. Unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and all these other guys were playing this weekend, so it didn't quite capture yeah. that. But uh, football, football is king, that's for sure. Everyone pays attention to football. But that, that was an impressive golf. For all the golf fans out there, that's pretty unbelievable. Our program is brought to you by American Express. Congratulations once again to Steve Squarry and everybody at American Express for putting on just a terrific, terrific tournament. You know, it's easy to get excited about going to the game or the tournament. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seats. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game, and you know that Amex is going to be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. Tommy, how do you beat? Well, you did beat. But how does anybody currently playing beat Patrick Mahomes? This guy... If it's not for you or Joe Burrow one time, he's 13-3 and three in the playoffs. He's an incredible competitor, and I think it's on display in the biggest moment. So I, everyone, I got a lot of questions for you again. What do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, I think I like Patrick. He he doesn't doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was – you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still, in those moments, was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness. He's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does, he had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes. And I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh, God, 
this is not the game we wanted. We we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter, and they took the lead, and then obviously the the, the game turned out the way it did. But he's a fierce competitor. They got a great team. They got really well coached. It's been a great organization. Five, six AFC championships actually in the last six years. That's that's pretty impressive. Jim Gray with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald joins us shortly, and we've got a terrific guest coming up. Michael Strahan, the great Michael Strahan, will join us here in just a minute. Our program is brought to you by Mastro's Steakhouse. Indulge in the finest steaks, superior seafood, and melt-in-your-mouth butter cake, all while immersed in an extravagant setting. Visit Mastro's.com for reservations. Well, I just asked you, how do you beat Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> how do you beat Lamar Jackson? This guy's incredible. Eagle. In basketball, yeah. it's a triple-double. In football, it's a double-triple. And this guy just did it again with his legs and with his arms. He's so much fun to watch it. It was it was an amazing performance, really. His ability to extend plays, and I, there's not, you know, you don't. It's a different type of style of play, you know. Obviously, when you watch him and versus guys who maybe let's say have prolific passing stats, he is just prolific production from the quarterback standpoint with his rushing and passing, and it comes up in big situations like third down in the red area, and they use him so much as a dual threat that it extends the drives and it really wears the defense down. It's a very frustrating style to play against. So even though they're not throwing for 350 yards, which they do that from time to time, you know, it's really a balanced offense that you always feel like you're on the defense. You can't ever be offensive on defense. You can't push it. You always have to truly be a defensive player and react to everything that Lamar's doing because the guy is phenomenal in space and they go run play actions and they, they have such a unique set of plays because everyone is pursuing the run game so much. It can create some space in the passing game. And then you give up easy, easy passes and you don't know what to stop. Do we stop the runs to the running back? Do we stop the quarterback runs? Do we stop the short throws? Oh God, they went deep on us. Oh, there was a play action. Oh, there's a quick screen. Oh, there's a reverse. And you get into this mode where you just start pursuing, pursuing, and then you over pursue and it puts you in a bad position. So KC's got their work cut out for them. It's going to be a terrific game. This is like two of the great players, Lamar and Patrick, touched the ball more than anyone else this game, and that's exactly the way you want it. He's going to be a two-time MVP, uh, Lamar is. You already know? Yeah, I do. I sure do. Oh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> He's going to be. Yeah. Oh, you, you, what are you going to tell me, Brock Purdy now? Uh, I really? don't know. Okay. I don't know. I thought you had inside info. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, I've got good. this crystal ball right here. Oh, good. Me, Send that my way. I got a lot of things I want to figure out about 2024 then. It's a possibility right. he's going to be a two-time MVP, which really was just a preface to the question. Is there anything like this guy? Is there ever been anything like this guy? I mean, he's a unique player. I mean, the answer is exactly like him, no, but similar, yes. I mean, Michael Vick had the ability to run and pass. Donovan McNabb had the ability to run and pass. Randall Cunningham. Steve Young was phenomenal at it. I'm one of the great runners. So the answer is yes. This isn't like a new style of play. He just does it in an amazing – he's just a tremendous player. So, you know, his ability to extend plays and he's an incredible passer on the run. Um, And they got a great system that's set up for for that team to succeed. They built it around Lamar for good reason because that's what you do when you have a great quarterback. You build the system around him and you let him say you – I'm sure the coach doesn't always know what's going to happen. The fans don't. And I don't think Lamar always knows what's going to happen. But you trust that in the end, his athleticism and his instincts are going to take you where you want to get. And that's where they're, that's why they're in the position they're in going forward. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We got Michael Strahan coming up. Tommy, you grew up a 49ers fan. And you've had a chip on your shoulder ever since. You were mad. It came <laughs> out this week that they wanted to bring you back. In fact, Brock Purdy was the guy that said, you know, I would have gone to the bench. 
uh, because coach informed me that he was chasing Tom Brady. You decided to retire. Now we've got this Detroit Lions team coming in. It's it's not Cinderella because you don't want to put them in that position because they've earned this position yeah. and they've played great. But they're kind of wearing those slippers. In a way, they're kind of becoming you know, the team that everybody's fallen in love with. You can't help but love Dan Campbell and the way that he approaches things and Jared yeah. Goff and another opportunity uh, yeah. after being discarded. So, you know, it's, it's just a fun thing. How, how does this game hit you? I think it's going to be very tough to beat the Niners. They're a very well-rounded team and have been for the last four or five years. They've got tremendous pass rush, linebackers, secondary. So defensively, really good in the kicking game. And then offensively, I don't know if Debo's going to play, and that's a tremendous loss if, if he's not out in terms of production. But they run it well. Brock's had an incredible year in the MVP conversation. So you got a quarterback that's playing an MVP level. you got a running back that's playing an MVP level. you got incredible receivers. you got one of the best tackles in the game, Trent Williams. Great defense, a very well-rounded team, really well-coached. Niners just got to get over the hump. And they made it to one Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few years ago. And, you know, if those two teams play well, it could be a rematch. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. All right. Well, it should be a fun game. And that's the best weekend, really, of the year. These two championship games. Michael Strahan joins us next. Our program is brought to you by Kay Jewelers. For over 100 years, Kay has helped millions of couples find their dream engagement ring. Visit your local Kay store or go to Kay.com to find yours and celebrate every kiss with Kay. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Michael Strahan joins us next. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM for more of Let's Go. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Tom Brady. And Larry Fitzgerald joins us here shortly. Got a very special guest. His name is Michael Strahan. Our program is brought to you by Delta Airlines. At Delta, we know that making it into the playoffs is not the end of the journey. You need resilience and perseverance to keep climbing toward the goal line. Visit Delta.com to book your next adventure. Tommy, this guy is something else, isn't he? This Michael Strahan. Oh, one of my great friends and just uh, great people that I've ever had a chance to compete against and then become partners with and just to become friends and to watch him be really a role model for me and um, not only was he a great player and a great person but how he's transcended his professional career into other areas and still being the great dad that he is is um, everyone should look up to Michael as just an incredible person who's always doing the right thing and treating people the right way and you know 2007 he he was going to retire before the season skips all his preseason games comes back to beat us in the Super Bowl. So why did I invite you onto our podcast? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you feel sorry for me because I only have one and you have seven. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I appreciate the introduction, fellas. All those feelings are mutual. And, uh, you know, Jim, I've known you a long time. And, you know, I've, I've followed you and listened to you and watched what you do professionally. And you're excellent at it, obviously. 
And um, but I Thank appreciate you. your friendship. And Tom, I, I, I appreciate your friendship, partnership and just um, just all around good dude. And I and I and I've always appreciated that from day one has never changed. And I, I think that that's always been something that I, I love about both of you guys, the consistency of your personalities and consistency of who you are men. So thank you. And I'm glad yeah. to be here. What was more difficult, beating us in the 07 Super Bowl or going to space? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> beating you, beating you, God. I, there's nothing like football. Someone asked me, you know who asked? Miles Garrett. I just met with Miles Garrett um, and just to talk to him for like an hour. So he asked me literally, um, does what, like when you retire, like what's that thing that gives you that thing that football gave you? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. And you can search for it. You can do all those things. Space was amazing. Uh, one of the most amazing things I've ever done. You have to come to grips with death. Um, if something goes wrong, you have to, it makes you really appreciate life and see things yeah. from a different perspective. And not just because you're getting ready to blast to space, but once you're there and you're looking down on the planet, you really realize how insignificant you are and how insignificant everything is. I mean, it all should just work together in some kind of peaceful harmony in some way. But beating you guys in the Super Bowl, I've never been that exhausted in my life, <laughs> ever. When they say leave it on the field, it was nothing left. Yeah. That last, last rush I had, that was like not even fumes in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was, But then after the game was over, all of a sudden you have all this energy again. I, I don't know, but... That by far, man. You guys were so, so good. Yeah. And we were just a bunch of guys who were just happy not to be home because we didn't want our story to end. We didn't want our togetherness end because we love being around each other so much. Tell us, tell us, tell us what it was like about seeing the earth, though, because I got to interview Gene yeah. Cernan. Got to interview Neil Armstrong and Gene Cernan. Uh -huh. Gene Cernan was the last man on the moon. And he said something so fascinating to me. He said, we all get to see the sunrise. I'm one of the luckiest people ever, and so few. I got to see the earth rise. Tell us what that was like for those brief moments. Yeah, and was there any, before you answer, Michael, was there anything unexpected that you saw that, like, kind of you probably having a vision of what's going to happen, then you actually see it? I got to say that they they did a great job. I went up with Blue Origin, and they did an incredible job of, like, prepping you, and we went through all the simulators, like, over and over, eight hours a day for days, we got to the point where when was when it was time to go, you weren't even nervous. It was kind of let's just do it. Like uh, we've been practicing so much, I'm I'm sick of practice. Let's play the game. <laughs> and you get on the ship, you would imagine that you would be scared to death because you have two minutes and thirty seconds. Once the clock hits two minutes and thirty seconds, you're locked in because it goes to the computers. But before that, you can get off, and you're kind of looking around. I'm looking around at the other five people, going, "Is anybody gonna do it?" Is anybody going to say no? And then maybe I'll go with him. Yeah. But, but there's also a certain level of calmness that, that comes with it. So once you take off and you're up there, they can – I don't think I was really surprised by anything, but I was amazed by everything. Mm. And it, it took 12 minutes up and down. Wow. Like you think 12 minutes, I mean, it's nothing. We're going to be doing this longer than it took me to go to space and come back. But when I replayed in my mind, because it was so amazing, because it was maybe because it's your first time and you just take everything in, it seems like hours to me. 
Wow. Seems like hours went by from sitting there to going up to to when you can push yourself out of a chair and you just you float up and you use two fingers and a push on it. I go this way. And I go. <laughs> I did a cartwheel, man. I did a flip. My big ass hasn't done a flip in since I was about seven years old. Okay, <laughs> weightless. I'm dangerous. But it was um yeah. It was just I was just amazed by everything. And you're going up at 3Gs, you're coming down at like 5Gs and your face is like that. And wow. you were just smiling under all of that. And you're hoping yeah. that the parachute open, but which they did, thank goodness. But it was a hell of an experience, hell of an experience. And if anyone had a chance, has a chance to do it, I say do it. It's worth it. Really yeah. worth it. Would did you do it, Tommy? Would you go? Yeah, did it, I, I think I, I – uh... I don't know. That's a tough call. <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably not. Michael, just going to your career a little bit, obviously, after your playing career, you had some great job opportunities and so forth. And now you've been removed from retirement 15 years. Is there anything that you've really enjoyed more than others? Like, for example, you think Good Morning America, where it's not really a sports-centric, sports-specific show. That's one part where you've got to be on top of your game. You kind of know kind of what's going on culturally and what's people want to talk about then you got this your fox broadcasting job where you're got to know a very sports centric show where you're not really interested in other parts which part i'm sure the football i don't know it lets you tell me the football is probably pretty close to home but the other yeah. it makes you grow in different areas so what what did you find more enjoyable i mean you hit the nail on the head i what i mean football is football i love it I love it. The guys are amazing. We are we're family. So if I had yeah. to take one thing that is probably my favorite thing in the world is where I started, which is there at Fox doing the football show. Uh, yeah. I, I love it today, just like I loved it 15 years ago when I joined. And yeah. the amazing thing is I've never been there on a Sunday morning at 536, 630 in the morning when we have to be in and said, I don't want to be here. Or I'm tired today. I just want to go home ever. Because yeah. the energy of each other lifts us all up and we know we're going to have fun and we get to talk about something we love and we get to watch football games. I'm going to watch them anyway. Might as well watch yeah. them with my buddy and get paid for it, to be honest with you. So yeah. it's an incredible gig. And GMA, GMA is great. I love doing GMA and it's been like a master class in television. Like I'm sitting next to Robin and George and, and I'm watching how, you know, there's there how they use their strengths and Georgian politics and all these different things and, and Robin and just people. I sit there every day and I just don't sit on set and let them do their thing and don't pay attention. I pay attention to, to why they've been able to do it for so long and why they've been able to connect and, and, and try to use that to help myself as much as I can. But yeah. I love both jobs. I don't have a bad job. I mean, between that, the game show, I love doing the game show. Even with football, we love the sport, obviously. We love the game. But we love the – the people say the bus rides are the means. It's just camaraderie. So when Michael goes to the studio at Fox, what's he doing? He's he's with people he's really comfortable with, yep. doing something he really enjoys. It's a totally safe environment for him to be who he is. He gets to be Michael the same – you know, it's because so much of our life gets – transition to other parts it's not necessarily our own life you know you go out in public and your life's not necessarily your own you're a little bit at the the whim of other people's what they want the extraction yeah. of whatever it is which is fine and you recognize it but then you go to these certain areas of your life where you go god i just get to be me and i get to be me with people i love and i get to do something as myself with people i love watching a game i love and i think that's such an intriguing part to sports. It's not sports. It's crazy. 
But it's crazy, too, how long we've known each other. Because even though I've been on the show like 15 years or whatever it may be, Jay Glazer, I've known Jay Glazer since 93, 30 years, one of our best friends in the world. I've known Howie because we both had the same coach, Earl Leggett, put me in touch with Howie to kind of tell me what to expect from Earl, which was to get beaten like a mule. But um, <laughs> they all paid off at the end of the day. Earl was a genius. And Terry, just from broadcasting, and then Jimmy – promised he was going to draft me to the Cowboys and flew me to Dallas <laughs> and then had me go and meet with him and Jerry and I met Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and all these guys. And he's like, draft day deals. We're going to draft you in the first round, but we want to do a draft day deal. We don't want any holdout. I'm this kid from Texas Southern University, four hours down the road. Oh, like, man. Okay. Should be a Cowboy. Okay, be a cowboy. <laughs> Sitting in my, in my uncle's <laughs> living room, eating our food. <laughs> with a briefcase, and I'm like, my contract is in that briefcase. I'm going to be a cowboy. Then they, then he gets a call, and they trade down the pick. Oh, the my giant. God. Yeah. And I say to Jimmy, like, Jimmy, you lie. Like, you promised me. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought you were going to drop, and I can get you a lot lower. Plus, I didn't know you were going to be any good. I was like, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, man. Nothing like a good friend. <laughs> Imagine that. I'll, but I always think about it. if I'd been a cowboy, my life would be completely different. I, yeah. I, I am literally in the best place uh, for me. And it's a tough city to play in because of the pressure of everyday media and the scrutiny and just living in New York. But yeah. man, I was just so like young and came from Germany. I didn't know. It was like, this is what I got to do. Jim Gray with Michael Strahan, Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald coming up. Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Shifting this just a little bit, you know, this has always been interesting to me. You guys are great, great players, Hall of Famers, all kinds of records, so on and so forth. Yet we see all of these coaching openings. And if you can go back through the history of the NBA and the NFL, very, very few, in fact, almost none who have been great players have been great coaches or even attempted it. Why, why is that? Obviously, it's a different type of um, – it's a certain commitment level. It's one thing. It's a lot of hours. I think a lot of players don't necessarily want to jump in that. And also, a lot of coaching is connections too. They're using their connections to build that program. It's, I don't think necessarily you have those connections built up as a player. Now, if I was starting a business, I said I want to get – you know, some amazing men to come do something. I'd want to get guys that I know they're what their values are. They know, I know they're going to work hard and they're going to show up. I know they're going to be selfless. I know they're going to try to do the right thing. They're going to be great team players. I mean, with coaches, you know, they have a coaching fraternity and I think that coaching fraternity is a tight knit group. You know, you're never going to see a coach talk bad about another coach because they won't get any more jobs. Naturally players. I think we, I, I would say we have an ability to do it. I just don't think, it's a different type of system. It's like if you want to be involved in the political system, you you become a politician. And that's your network. It's very hard for someone to break into that system. You know, it's it's very difficult. So that's just my – that's how I would see it from a 30,000 feet. Yeah, but I, I do think that now probably just like a lot of things in sports, that's a lot more open now to, to players to get into coaching. You know, you're looking at Dan Campbell getting ready to play in the NFC Championship game. You're looking at Antonio Pierce who just got their Raiders job and the things that they've done. I think now it's changed because players want to connect, right? And I know I play with both of those guys, and I know both of those guys are connectors. They're guys you want to follow. 
Dion, incredible motivators and leaders, and Dion's the same way. To to me, just because you can play it well doesn't mean you can coach it. I, I think that's a misconception. I don't. You know, one reason I don't think I could coach because I don't know if guys could live up to yeah what I would expect them to do in order to yeah. be great. Yeah, because I don't understand somebody doing something just to be a do it like she's going to do it. You got to do it anyway. Be great at it. Be the best that you can at it and not just do enough to, to get by. And I think I've been around quite a few guys who do enough to get by. And it bothers me. I could not be a coach and talk to a young man, watch him not get the best out of his abilities. And more so than that, have him talk back to me as if yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Then you're going to see the first coach player fight. Um, out there on the field where the coach is actually <laughs> fighting the player back. <laughs> Not a, and it won't be one of those push and they jump in between. No, it will actually be a brawl. Yes, it's a different thing. But those who can play don't mean you can coach. And those who can coach, I mean, coaches I know who never played like at any high level, but they just know how to explain things to get the best out of their guys. It's a tough, it's tough. Coaching is tough, man. And that's a great point, too. There's a part of coaching that requires a lot of patience. And I think naturally mm. as a player, like I wouldn't have a lot of patience. Michael wouldn't either. Hey. One great thing about Coach Belichick that I learned was when you're in the fight, it's hard to know exactly where you're at all the time. So, for example, where you start the year and then where you are in week six, then where you are in week 12. It was always great from a perspective of a coach that Belichick had that patience and he would reference back to where we were at. Hey, remember where we're at? 12 weeks ago, you remember that? Remember we couldn't block that blitz? Remember we couldn't stop that running play on that scheme? Remember we couldn't hit that outcut? Look at us now. That was a lot of gratification from a coach to see, okay, this is where we started. We put the emphasis, the energy, the attention into this, and now look at us. And I think naturally as a player, you don't always see that patience because every day you, you may be ascending, but you don't see it. It's like looking in the mirror every day. You don't really get yep. it. Uh, coaches, good coaches have the ability to, to over time push you to get to higher levels. And I think that's a great trait that coaches have. And they have the patience not to break you down so much where you can never climb because you're always trying to rebuild. And I think yep. great coaches always have a way to he used a great word connecting. You connect with the player. You care about them. You see them ascend. And then you look at where you're at two months later, three months later, and you know you're at a much different place. It's a great way to coach. It's a great way to see a team improve. Michael Strahan, we will watch you on Fox. We will watch you on Good Morning America. We thank you. Love you, buddy. Soft place I in love my heart for Michael man. Strahan. Thank right you for having me. I appreciate Get you. to work. You haven't worked enough today. Get back to work. <laughs> no, I'm going right now. See <laughs> you. You know, he's just a terrific human being. Forget about how good a broadcaster he is. Forget about all that he accomplished on the field. That's just a good, good man. Yeah, good man has done a lot of good things. We didn't even talk about, you know, when he gifted a lot of his suits collection to the Colorado Buffaloes this year, and he did it at Jackson State, and how he gives back, and, and uh, you know, the kind of dad he is, and going through a very tough situation with his, with his daughter, who's shown tremendous courage and bravery, and uh, everyone's pulling for Michael. We love him, and so happy he came in to visit us today. And we are praying for him. Tommy, great week, and... Great to have Michael on, and we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the conference championship, the king of conference championships. Go enjoy your weekend. Thanks, my man. You too. That's Tom Brady with us every week right here on Let's Go. Let's Go is sponsored by Chevron. Chevron's going deep, literally. 
with their carbon capture and storage technology as they help make progress towards global net zero. That's energy in progress. That's Chevron. You can hear our full-length interview with Michael Strahan right now on the SiriusXM app. It's included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, as well as to our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Chevron, Mastro Steakhouse, TB12 Sports, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion with a special shout out to Kevin Bonner and Gilad Haas. Terrific work that they do for us every week. You can listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the SiriusXM app, included in all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Now for Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and our thanks to Michael Strahan. I'm Jim Gray. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be here again next week to talk about Super Bowl 58 right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.